The Midnight Snack Podcast would like to acknowledge the Darawal and Bidjigal people as the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today. We would like to pay respects to elders both past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across this nation listening today. What up everyone, this is Lolly with an I, not a Y. Get it right. This is Ru, aka the Culture Black Kid. And you're listening to the Midnight Snack Podcast. Let's go. Stacey's podcast and your one-stop shop for all things juicy in the culture. Here to bring you the latest, greatest, and add to your playlist. And we are back. I am Rue, aka the Culture Black Kid. And I'm, oh, oh well, not choking on my water. I'm Lolly with an I, not a Y. Get it right. And we are here. New mugs. New Cheers. mugs. We Cheers, bro. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> We're back. You know, if you hear that sipping sound, it means I'm going to say something. That is like, <laughs> so like, like, the say tea? something. Just say something. Uh, we are back. <laughs> that wasn't that stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm back. <laughs> Don't know about you. I'm, I'm you know, if you hear the... No, no, you can't be doing the sipping. If you hear my sipping sound, you know that means like some tea is happening. <laughs> well, there is some tea happening and, you know, do you want to jump straight straight in? You oh, know, yeah. Let, let's, let's, get, let's get right in. I don't in. really jump. I've got bad knees, but, you know, well, let's do it. <laughs> Actually, before we jump in, how are you doing? How, how was your break? I didn't really get a break because, you know, musos don't stop. Oh, that is true. I've been in the studio. I'm cooking. I'm writing. Yes. And, yeah, we're taking over. Like, this year's going to be I, – yeah. I already know this year's just going to be a massive year for growth mm-hmm. for me as an artist, mm-hmm. as a writer, as mm-hmm. a creative. And it's just preparing me for bigger and better every year after that. 100%. 100%. And I agree. 2023 has already been dope. I'm not going to linger on too long. I dropped my project Blackish uh, about yes. a week and a little bit. Uh, when you're hearing this, make sure you go check it out. Uh, executive produced by the AJ and the Midnight Guys. And I featured on it. I Lollies. played I played like an outro of yes. like maybe 10 seconds on there. <laughs> Make sure you go check out Cash Mooney. That's what Lolly's on. So, <laughs> you know, stay tuned for more releases from us uh, throughout this year. But speaking of releases and speaking of Australian releases, Waves, our Waves. guys. Waves AU. That's yes. W-A-E-V-Z. Not yes. like wave after wave, wave. <laughs> it's like Waves AU. Hell yeah, top 50. Yes, they dropped their uh, top 50, another top 50 for 2022 this year. And I got a bone to pick with them. Uh, I love I you guys. I got a bone to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. But personally, I think that their top 50 is a little flawed. I think that I I personally think that the, the voting system is a little flawed mm. by doing it all fan votes. I personally think that it should be based, uh, it should be a little more even for some quality control. Mm. And it should be broken down a little bit more like the NBA All-Star uh, voting, if you don't know. The NBA All-Star, uh, the NBA season, the basketball always has like an All-Star game. And the way the voting for who come uh, is the players that play in it is that the fans account for 50% of the vote. Then the players account for 25% and the media accounts for 25%. So the breakup, the breakdown that I think Waves mm. should implement into future top 50s, maybe yeah. in the 2023 top 50, is that the 50, 50% should be the fan vote because the fans, you know, of course, should still get a majority vote. But 25% should be staff, Wave staff, and 25% should be other respected media within Australian music. Okay, fair. Like you make a fair point and mm-hmm. I do agree that that could really work. I okay. see how that could work, but like, bro, chill. Okay, okay, chill. 
Like we said, we love Waves. They're an independent 100%. team. There's not many of them on the team. I know the team is growing. Uh, and I just have to say, above everything else, the fact that they even have these top 50 going is mm. amazing. And I think that obviously I'm giving them their flowers for that. Yes, maybe like it's a good point on fixing the voting system, but everything here is a popularity contest. Everything in life is a popularity contest. Mm. So de- like de- having this voting system dependent on uh, the most fans and the most fans wanting certain songs pushed mm. and to win, I don't think it's anything different to what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a good point that it should be something different mm-hmm. because if anyone's going to do something different and make it work, it's the Waves team. I agree. And mm. I, I have the highest, highest amount of praise for Waves, Maroon and the guys. Maroon's been on the pod before. Make sure you go check out that episode. That was almost a year ago. Um, almost a year and it almost took a year yeah. to get that recording done because, you know, <laughs> it was a long-ass episode. Yes, <laughs> and I, I have the utmost respect. I think this is just my personal constructive criticism yeah. towards them because I love them because I want to see them win and I think this could be a, a way for it to be even better yeah. for future, future things. Just yeah. like, you know, we, you know, we're not perfect. This, the, you know, we, we've grown until uh, from what we started at to here and we're still growing even more. And, you know. Can I make a pun? Sure. Instead of waves riding the wave, they should create their own ripples. That was bad. Oh my god, that really? Wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> you guys were actually, you know what? I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna ride the wave with it. That, that was, was that was too okay, far. That's just... too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to waves. Shout out to maroon. Shout out to all the guys. Keep, and girl, there's and, a gal and on girl, there too. Yes. Shout out to all the writers. Keep doing what you're doing. Girls, guys, gays, non-binary, whatever you are. Yeah, facts. People. I've been eagerly waiting for the the playlist updates to come back, so I I have some more music to listen oh, yeah. to. Shout out to everyone who was on the top fifty. Um, oh, you know. I was supposed to submit something and I didn't. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for nominating me. <laughs> um, Lolly just should have been probably. It's all right. This year, thing, there's fine. more music coming this year, so exactly. you know I've got a chance on a couple singles. Catch us both on the on the nomination list and the top fifty 2023. So chat waves. Yeah. I just you know we'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk off mic. Uh, I'm I'm curious. But anyway. This is a music episode. If you weren't sure, you know, if if you're new because we've been away for a little bit, this is the way we do it. On Tuesdays, we have our music episode, which is the episode that you are listening to right now. And Thursday, in two days, we're going to give you a little topic. We're going to have a little discussion. It's going to be really cool. And, you know, we're really we're really aiming it at you creatives this time. We're not just coming in and just going, oh, let's ha- let's review this. Oh, let's talk about this news let's thing just, that happened. Let's just argue with everything Rue says. That's just yes. my initiative. <laughs> but, okay, actually, if you actually want to review things, then cool. Like, yeah. I didn't know that was on the agenda. I yeah. thought it was just, like, literally my brief right there just says attack Rue. Like, attack! Kinda with, does. like, a couple A's and, like, they spelled attack wrong. What idiots? Who wrote this? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You did. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Swear jar. That's number one. Yes. Shit. Uh, but we're we're gonna come at the um, come for you creatives and you know really have some even more in depth content for you guys. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But like I said, this is a music episode, so let's get into some music. Let's do it right after this. All right, we are back. Let's get into some music. And today we are going to talk about this latest Pania 2-pack called 
EP pack. This comes on the heels of her latest EP that she dropped in the end of 2022 called Burnt Your Clothes and Change the Addy. Shout out to our guy Nico who actually mixed all of these. Oh my God, really? Yep. It so, was so well done. Shout, shout out to Nico. Shout out to Nico. And, you know, she's back a lot earlier than I suspected. I thought she was going to go on a little bit of a, not a hiatus, but you know, you drop a you drop a project that you've been working on for a while. You might take a little back uh, a little bit of a break, but I don't know. Maybe that's just an old school way of looking at things. And you know, when you're yeah. in 2023, I think it's changed a bit now. Like you, you, where the momentum's there, mm-hmm. and people are. And just, it's not like they're they're dropping the they're not doing the whole rust thing where they're dropping a song a week every, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it's still they've got that hustle and that momentum. Mm-hmm. And also, I think with people getting so bored of music so quickly, it's a mm-hmm. good thing to do. Uh, is is she overwhelming us with like oh, too much? I don't think so. Actually, I, I thought definitely it was, don't think so. I don't think she really took a break between the two, or it didn't feel like she took a break. Mm-hmm. But I was happy to hear more from her, and because it was only a two pack, yeah. Uh, and they kind of felt like no, I'm not going to say they felt like one song, but because they're two short songs, it's yeah. not like each song went for six minutes and it no. felt like an EP. Yeah. It just felt like one single with like a two side single, like the. Um, what what did Chris Brown do? Um, uh, the uh, when did Chris Brown do? Chris Brown's dropped a couple songs. You know how they put the slash between two songs. Oh yes, What's it yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's like a two. Uh, I'm like not sure a, what it's called. It's like a two like a side. Two, it's like a side one, like a a side a and, a and B yeah. on the one track. Yes. Uh, and. I feel like, she, oh my God, I want to know the name of it. I feel like she kind of did that by putting them on two tracks. Yes. So yes. it felt really good to hear it. And it, they were short, they were fun, and it, they were really her. So, yeah. 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 I think, and and I, I, I agree with that, and especially the A and the B side thing, because unlike, say, a Hakeem Fizzle project, where it kind of just feels like two, like these both are stand, like meant to be A tracks, this felt like a traditional A-side, B-side vinyl release that like an old school single that uh, an artist would put out. Obviously, you know, with the, the modern flavor, but... And I think they're bringing that nostalgia back and that not even... It's not the nostalgia that they're bringing that um, flavor back. Mm-hmm. That essence is coming back yes. when it comes to releasing music, even yeah. when it comes to dropping albums. You mm-hmm. know, they're doing the extended versions or like the Drake, the A and the B. Mm-hmm. So refreshing. I yes. love it. It just means we get more content from our favorite artists. Definitely. And we're just seeing two sides to them. No pun intended. Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> in the song, the main song that we're probably going to talk about, or well, there's two songs. So let, let me address the songs. One, The first one, which is the one she's been hyping for the, the past few few weeks, mm. uh, which the promo has been crazy. She's got a whole tattoo for, for the, the release of the song. That's dope. Which the song is called P Stands for Player. Yeah. And the second side or the B side is like this freestyle. I think it's called two sides mm. freestyle. Mm. And the, you know, again, you can really hear the A and the B side, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, the production choices, she she sampled uh, Mario Winans. Uh, I don't want to know. Shout yeah. to Rennie who pointed that out in our, soap, yeah. um, our meeting. I didn't really know that, which yeah, was a really that. cool pick out, uh, uh, pickup. And we... Uh, we pointed out that it's really interesting how, and this is a side note, we're not mm. going to, I don't want to spend too, too long on this point. Um, it's really interesting how people of our generation are starting to sample more early thousands hip hop and R&B yeah. because that's the music we grew up on. So yeah. like a 90s artist would sample a lot of 70s because that's what their parents listened to. 
and stuff like that. Yeah, or so, yeah, or even older. Like yeah. they were sampling like fifties. Yeah, exactly. That's shit. Their parents are listening to nineties artists. Were listening to the the seventy fives, yep. the eighties. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. No, there's a video on Tracklib if you want to check that out. So, um, the state of sampling for 2022, they really talk about yeah about those statistics. That's so. Dope. I just want to point that out. But anyway, but the main thing I wanted to talk to you about. Mm. Actually, no. Sorry. Do you have any other thoughts on on the song itself? Before we that song itself, yeah, on I thought, either of the songs. Yeah, I thought they were both like standalone. Like if she dropped each one as a single, mm-hmm. not as a project, I mm-hmm. would have listened to both and had them on my playlist. Mm-hmm. It's because they were so good and they really. Uh, I'm starting to see who she is as an artist, mm-hmm. and I'm really liking it. And yeah. these two songs showed me that. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good segue into uh, the 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 theme that mm. I really wanted to, or the topic that I really want to talk about in regards to this, which is the idea of artists setting themselves apart yes. from the pack, yes. which is something, you know, that obviously you need to have to be memorable in this industry. It's really difficult, especially yeah. in an industry that is so saturated it, yeah. nowadays. It's no longer just about standing out. It's about being memorable. Because yes. anyone can stand out like a blue face yeah. and or a designer yes. and stay for yeah. a couple songs mm-hmm. and just drop. Yeah. They're not memorable. No. They but you know out. their names, yes. Yeah, they stood out, yeah. but they, we're not going to remember them in 20 years. No, definitely not. No. Definitely not. But if you want to be an artist like a Michael Jackson or a Beyonce or a Rihanna, any of those superstar level, you know, yeah. you need to have something that makes you you. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I feel like this Pannier two-pack really solidified. More than Burn Your Clothes and Change the Eddie? I think that was the, that was the setup, this yes. like... Yes, it especially was a for me, where mm. I came into my listening experience of Pania, this was like, oh nah, like yeah, I can hear her sound; it's distinct, yeah. her voice. Yeah, and I think the thing that makes her distinguishable is her flow and her melody. Mm. Okay, and I think that is an important thing for all artists, especially singers, to be distinguishable in twenty twenty three and again, has also made her one of the most distinguishable artists in Australia right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this project definitely solidified her sound and exceptionally her execution on Mm. the beat. That beat was awesome. I'm not sure who produced it. But uh, for both of them, actually, the beats were amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyone within that genre, within that world of Mm -hmm. music, could jump on that easily. But she made it her own and I think – any artist who is able to do that and really make a beat their own, identify that, yes, the the instrumental suits their voice, but then really make it their own with yeah. their team and yeah. try to, you know, the right, you've got the right songwriters on board, you've got the right uh, producers on board to help keep it within the world of, for example, yeah. Pania, rather yeah. than, oh, it's R&B or, or it's this, it's Pania, you know. You're creating your own genre. Mm-hmm. You're creating your own sound and that's really, really important. Uh I agree with that as well. Like she's not, I'm, I'm going to say this, she's not totally unique. Um, okay. Like her sound is soft and floaty like a Georgia Smith. Okay. Um, after listening to her, I feel like she sits on the back of her throat like mm-hmm. Georgia, Georgia Smith does and she's mm-hmm. quite, um, she sits really comfortable in her chest voice mm-hmm. but and she has that twang in her voice as well that, Georgia Smith has yeah. uh, and in the higher notes as well, the way she switches. Mm-hmm. I find that similarity. I'm not going to say they're the same, but there are similarities. Just like you would hear K 
Kehlani sit in her lower range the way Scissor does. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. We're, yeah. we're females, you yes. know. Most of those females are, you know, from the same background, yeah. same, you know, same kind of voices, everything. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, I wouldn't say she's 100% unique. It's not like, no, 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 I'm going to say that again. It's not like I haven't heard it before, what okay. Patty is doing. It's mm-hmm. not like I have never heard any of that before. Okay. But I respect that she's got a bit of uniqueness to her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more we hear from her, the mm-hmm. more we're going to see how she's so unique. Okay. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. Okay. I think my counter to that is mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. I think personally I'm trying my best to try and not compare some of the biggest artists. Obviously, you know, we like, you yeah. need to have like in general comparisons, but when yeah. it comes to like pointing out why we love them or oh, what yeah, makes them stand out just yeah. like within the scene, mm. we, I think we need to stop judging Australian artists to American artists or British artists. And we need to judge them within their own. Well, I'm only comparing it no, because no, no. of the tone of the voice. Of course. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you're, yeah. you're not, you're wrong. Cause you, you're not wrong. Yeah. I'm saying that like, um, I don't ever compare or put them on the same no, level because yes. it's not that we're making Australia their its own thing. Yes, and saying we're, like our Aussie artists aren't ever going to reach the levels of the no, other of ones. But we need to stop saying separating local from international mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. I also think it's healthy to make comparisons. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think yeah no 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 you you're not wrong. My my point that I'm I guess I'm trying to say is that. Even within that, and you know, maybe she sounds a little bit like the artist, the Georgia Smith, and uh, the artist that you, the other artists that you mentioned. Yeah, she is still. If you're talking about again, one of the most distinguishable artists in Australia. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Just because they have similarities in their tone of voice, just like any yeah. two females could, yeah. you know, any two born women could. Yeah, uh, doesn't mean she's not unique. Yeah. Her melody choices and her delivery mm-hmm. is so unique to her. That was going to be my next point. Her mm-hmm delivery okay yeah she may have a similar tone of voice that doesn't not make her unique though that's something i'm identifying i'm identifying that she's got that tone of voice like a georgia smith Mm -hmm. georgia smith has definitely learned how to use her voice and now panny is we're identifying she's got a similar kind of tone of voice the same kind of vibe voice wise Mm -hmm. and she's learned how to use that as well Mm -hmm. with the same thing melodies and and delivery but it's not the same way Georgia would of course. choose her melodies and her yes. delivery. Yes. They've still got the same gift, but they're doing it in totally different ways, in their own ways, and that's mm-hmm. what's making Panya sound so unique. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. That's like my reason for comparing. Yes. And I think I'm so excited for this. Like I know I'm so excited yeah. for where I see this artist growing and what I see them growing into. Definitely. Definitely. To bring it back to what we were talking about, which was – uh which I brought up earlier, which is flow and melody. I uh, From her song, uh, Peace Stands for Player, I think that Pania is really distinguishable because of her flow and her melody. Mm. I think that the way she constructs her melody with uh, the tone of her voice mm-hmm. makes her, again, really distinguishable. Yeah. And I think the way that she constructs her flow within the verses, mm-hmm. again, also makes her stand out in regards to other R&B singers in the scene who tend to take a little more traditional route. Mm. And it might be also, you know, the beat selection that mm. she chooses, mm. which, you know, it, she has a little bit of a, a sound as well. Obviously, it's got that modern R&B yeah. flavor. It's got a little bit of funk 
a little a little 100%. more funk funk to it. Influence. Not the not the genre funk, but just a little funkiness. Yeah, she's got is, like is that, what I meant. that hit. Yeah. That yeah, it's yes. got like that. Mm. Yes, that oomph. Stank, mm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know to how it. to describe that other than if you guys can see us right now, we're just doing a little stank just, face. Mm. Just a little mm. And <laughs> and I think again, what makes an artist comparable is their flow and their melody. So I have a theory that, you know, this is one of the things in mainstream music Mm. out of all things, especially for a singer, Mm. that is really, that will really make you stand out above a lot of things. Even topic, uh, because we've heard a million topics before. Yeah, all the topics. Your vocal skill, your Your range. range. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's flow and it's melody and scissor is a perfect example of that. It comes down to yeah the the writing and then the execution yes. like the delivery. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned off mic mm. that uh, scissor has a lot of that hip hop influ- influence. Yeah. And because Especially of in that, her flow. yes. Yeah. And because of that, she's able to construct her verses in such a way like Drew Barrymore. Mm. Even some of the best technical singers, mm. when when you try and approach, they try and approach that song, or from my perspective, because I'm not a singer, they don't need um, it. But it's it's hard to yeah. Um, like how the hell do you do you do that run? You have to be skilled. Yeah. That is that's not just flow. That's skill. Yes. because you have to understand your registers, your mm-hmm. placements, everything to be able to do those kind of things. Just like Beyonce, Beyonce yeah. so skilled. And her writers are working with her skill. You're not going to write, like, I'm not going to write something, for example, for an artist if I can't even hit those notes yeah. or if I can't even have that quickness in my delivery. Yeah. I have to write something that's at my level, mm-hmm. my skill. Of course, I don't need to deliver it the same way, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to write something that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And... Tanya does it well, though. Yes, she she really does. She really does. And... um. Also with Scissor, again, her melody, uh, the, within the flow, obviously, because then you put the melodies within the flow when mm. it comes to, to singing mm. in general. The way she uses that flow to then construct her melodies in a very jagged way also, again, makes her so distinguishable unique. and yeah. unique. Yeah. And even though she's only put out two albums... Well, actually three, technically. Mm. But we mostly know in the mainstream from control of the two. Um, every single song, you're like, as soon as it comes on, you're like. What's next? And you're like, but what's next? You're like, yeah. where's this yeah. going? Where's this going? Exactly. There's, there's no. Yeah. But like, you know it's scissor. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Just like with me, you're probably just going to hear a shitload of guitar <laughs> samples. Oh, that's a lolly song. That's a good guitar enough. sample. That's lolly. Fair enough. Oh, piano? Nah. Oh, wait, that's Lolly. Oh, yeah. nah, there's guitar in there. Yep, came in four bars later. That's yeah. a Lolly song. Yeah. I just love my samples, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I love my samples too. But if like, it's even like yeah. Russ, right? Yeah. Russ, he loves his little chops. He loves his vocal samples. And you understand his structure. Yeah. He created this, He the sound was created and he wrote it. There you go. Yeah. So I have seen recently about... Some R&B singers, I was scrolling through Instagram, mm. and Australian R&B singers, I think it was on Aussie Dollars about, I might be wrong on that, but they were saying 
the influence that SZA has had on them. Mm. And Pania actually was one of the people who mm. responded. I love that. So, you know, to tie it to tie it in, mm. you know, you see a, a huge artist like SZA and you see the way she constructs her flows and melodies, you know, obviously, uh, or it, it might be a case where Pania has taken a little bit of influence from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's cool to be inspired by you know, some of the, some and of the biggest artists. And you should be, as an artist yeah. and as a writer and as a creative, you should be mm-hmm. listening to the best of the best and trying to, trying to get inspired. It's mm-hmm. not even about influence. It's about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think the thing apart, uh, like to take it to the next level is that she took that influence, but made it her own. 100%. That's and what you want to again, do. To, to tie it all in, that's the thing that makes her stand out. There it's, you it's go. Not the, it's not that she took it and now she's, she's an Australian scissor. <laughs> Australian scissor. <laughs> she, no. is, she is Pania. She is Pania. And she's Pania? I didn't know she's Pania. Did you know she was Pania? I, I did. Well, well after, after this project, I definitely know she's Pania. <laughs> no, she bringing the P all, all the way. Not like, you know, not like how Ghana is, is coming with that. No, she coming with that. P packs all day, you know, it stands for player. What do you, I don't know what I'm do saying. You know, do you know what he's I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. AJ, what's he saying? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get in the, the gang gang, but it's fine. P P. <laughs> okay. Sound right. okay. <laughs> anyway, that was a good chat. <clears throat> yes. So if you haven't yet, make sure you go check out Pannier's P Pack out right now. Yeah. Especially P stands for player, but listen to the whole thing. Listen to A side, listen to the a, uh, side A, listen Don't to side B. Don't tell me what to do, but you know I what? I was talking to the audience. Well, oh, shit. Not everything's about me. I keep forgetting. Yes. Mm. Yes. Make sure you go check out the Pannier Project and make sure you go check out all the other songs that Lolly and I enjoyed this week on the MKS playlist. That's right. On our Spotify. Uh, yeah, on our Spotify Go check it out. Yep, updated weekly. And yeah, that's going to do us for this week. Do you have anything else you would like to say? That's going to do us for this episode. Uh, oh, for this ep- yes, this for this episode. Sorry, we'll see you on Thursday. And I would <laughs> like to say, I'm back, bitches. That's another one in the swear jar, whatever. All right. Well, I have been Brew, aka okay, the Culture Black Kid. And I'm still currently Lolly with an I, not a Y. Get it right. And this is the MKS podcast, Australia Stacey podcast. We are out. Peace to everyone and peace for Pania. The Midnight Snack Podcast is hosted by Lolly and Rue and executive produced by AJ and Rennie of Midnight Group. Theme song and transition music by Midnight Sound. Be sure to follow us at MKS Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and DM us if you would like to suggest a topic or like your music to be possibly featured on the show. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, share and leave a review. It helps a lot. Stay tuned for future episodes every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Peace.